expression, we may be living in what we call uh, delusion, mental delusion, or we will be living in self-deception. If you live in self-deception, then it means that you are mocking yourself, not God, because God is not mocked. He says it, whatsoever a person shall sow, the same shall that person reap. That whatever you put down, that is what will manifest in your life. So, what you put into this work that we are doing with God, with the Spirit of God, will determine what you receive back. He says on his part, he's making his part of the equation clear to you. But then your part of it, the choice is yours. His part of it is that he is going to do wonders without numbers. Wonders without numbers. This is the mind of God. This is the determination of God. But the question is, are you also going to express yourself in a corresponding manner so that what God has determined can be unleashed from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the physical in your life here on earth? In every covenant, there is the part of God and always the part of God in the covenant is already established. But where? For you to see the benefits of the covenant, you must express yourself in line with the covenant. If you duck and dodge the covenant deeds and responsibilities, then it means that you yourself are denying yourself of what is supposed to accrue from the wonders without numbers. The wonders without numbers is within the domain and the power of God. God, through Jesus Christ, has already done it. But then it has to be released or your hands has to be stretched to receive it. The stretching of your hands is what I call your Christian expression. Your Christian expression. How you express yourself in the covenant will determine how the miracles or the supernatural deeds of God that cannot be counted will reach you, will reach your hands, and will reach you notably, physically, and tangibly. So I want us to read, to start with, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 2. In fact, for our study, we are reading the entire chapter. And because we want to give you a good, solid teaching, I'm going to take my time and read it to the end. So just listen to me. If you have your Bible, please open it to there and follow me. If not, write it down and later go back to the podcast because I'm recording. The topic that I have in my New King James Version is be strong in grace. Be strong in grace. 
This is going to enumerate your expression in Christ, your Christian expression. He says, you therefore, my son, this put yourself there. This is addressed to you. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So that means there's something you need to do. The grace is given, but you got to be strong in the grace. That is your Christian expression. Okay. And the things that you have heard from me. So now he's enumerating the things, the expression that you have to take. Or the things that you have to do to qualify your expression. Or to reveal your expression. Or to demonstrate your posture in the wonders without numbers. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. You see, he's praying in between that God should give us understanding. Because if these things does not percolate into our spirits, it will not make any meaning to us and we cannot act on them. Verse 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. This is expression of wonders without numbers. By then, nobody had been raised from the dead. The grave and death were so powerful that anybody who went there was held in chains and shackles. But Jesus Christ, who was the seed of the... He's using the seed of David to refer to a human flesh. He's not referring to his own mini qualities. He's referring to his incarnated state through the seed of Jesus Christ. Was raised, that means that you, you can see wonders. You can see miracles that you cannot count. Because we are also flesh and blood. That is why he's emphasizing the seed of David. Was raised from the dead according to my gospel. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God who brings unlimited supernatural manifestation of God's life into the life of ordinary people. That is what the gospel means. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change. But the word of God is not changed. They, 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 they put lies upon, I mean, the apostle, and he was arrested like an evildoer. 
But then he says that even when they fabricated and I was even falsely arrested as an evildoer, the word that brings miracles could not be changed. The miracle word of God that has been unleashed to you and I, that is oneness without numbers, can never be stopped, can never be changed, can never be frustrated, no matter what you go through, no matter what I go through physically, it cannot be. Because it's a supernatural word that brings what is not there into manifestation. Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. amen. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of change. But the word of God is not changed. 10. Therefore, I endure all things. For the sake of the elect. The elect there is because of you and I. The elect there is for the sake of the church. That they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. With eternal glory. Note it. Eternal Christ in you. The hope of glory. With eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him. We shall also live with him. If we endure. We shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also would deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Glory to God. Verse 14. Remind them of these things, charging them. Coming back to your expressions again. Remind them of these things. Charging them before the Lord. Not to strive about words. To no profit. Your Christian expression. Some of your Christian expression. Don't strive about words. To no profit. To the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself. Approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings. For they increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like a cancer. In some translations it says canker. Like a cancer. Hymenus and Philetus are of this sort. Some people were professing to be Christians. But they were of the sort. Who were, I mean, spreading ungodly chatter and babblings, which will lead to ungodliness. Those who are arguing over words unnecessarily. Words, it's not about words, it's about the person Jesus being formed into us, growing in us, and nurturing us to the point that we will have the right kind of expression. Somebody, this thing that we are dealing with is supernatural work. Say supernatural work. So verse 19, he says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. You belong to God, and there is no question about that. He knows. He has counted all your hair. Anything that falls from you, God knows it. Before it comes, he knows it. Whilst you are in it, he knows it. He has planned what he's going to do for you already. And so he wants you to rest assured. 
because the foundation of God stands sure. This foundation is no other that is Jesus Christ himself. So if Jesus is your foundation, what can shake you? That is why we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The kingdom that we have received cannot be shaken because the foundation of God, which is Jesus Christ, stands sure, having a seal, and the seal is that God knows those who are his. The seal means there is an embossment, there is a stamp, there is an inscription on the foundation. And what God has inscribed on the foundation is that I know all those who belong to me. The question is, glory to God, are you genuinely and truly for God? Are you surely part of the kingdom movement? Are you sure that God knows you by name? Or you are just, I mean, just, just, just going through the emotions. No, this is not a call to go through emotions. This is a call for the life of God to be planted in us through the person of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat myself. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the certainty and the guarantee of our tomorrow, that we shall bear the fruits of God, that all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do will be expressed through us because the seed of Christ is in us and it shall germinate into the very Christian expression that God wants us to show and manifest in our lives. The Lord knows those who are his. That, that is why you don't need to worry about what people are arguing over you. That so, even Jesus at a point was called the Prince of Beelzebub. Jesus, people doubted him and they questioned him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to turn into bread. At a point in time, they questioned him by asking him who slapped you. At a point in time, they said, if you are truly the son of God, why don't you deliver yourself from the cross and deliver us? I am here to announce to you, you don't need to prove a point to anybody. For God has a seal that is written over the foundation that you stand on. As far as you allow the divine expression of God to be seen in your life, I can guarantee you that the debate will be settled by what God will do through your life. If you believe it, shout and say hallelujah. hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, he says, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You see, he still is bringing about one of the Christian expressions. If you say, if God knows you by name, and you say that you are mentioning the name of the Lord, and the name of the Lord is your, I mean, your salvation, your miracle, I mean, your breakthrough, your deliverance, your healing, then he says, depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity. That means that it cannot blend, it cannot gel, it cannot work together. That you claim to have the name of Christ, and then you are living in iniquity. When we talk about iniquity, I'm talking about hidden things, sins, that are covered within you that nobody can see but only God sees that you have been you have heard the word of God repeatedly but you are not letting go at times it's envy, it's jealousy it's hatred, it's bitterness all these things are what we call sins of the spirit because it cannot be seen with the naked eyes 
Yeah, it's hidden. Nobody can see it, except through discernment. If it's not by discernment, oh, you can go because, oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are jumping. We are all blowing in tongues. So, let to the physical expressions. That is what, let all those who mention the name of the Lord. And then he puts the caveat there. Depart from iniquity. Your Christian expression. Your Christian expression. Amen. Must be notable and tangible. Then he goes on in verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. May you never be a vessel of dishonor in the house of God. I prophesy over you that you will be a vessel of honor. That all that you do, all that you will say will be in the integrity of your heart. Let me tell you, even if you make mistake, it should be a sincere mistake, a genuine mistake. It's not a calculated and planned mistake. No. Let me tell you, God sees all things. You cannot swerve God. You cannot swerve him. So who you truly are is bad before God. That is why he says, let all those who mention the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Please don't harbor any bitterness in you against anyone. It doesn't matter what the person has done to you against you. Let it go because bitterness in you affects you more than it affects the person. And it blocks the flow of God's goodness into your life. Amen. So he makes it clear. Verse 21, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, again, he's bringing your Christian expression here. You see, he is he, making it to be dependent on you. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor. Amen. Here, if you Amen. cleanse yourself from iniquity, you'll be a vessel of honor. You see, at times from our, our background and from the things that we've gone through, at times if you are not careful, you have pain and hurts. And you have a lot of things going on within you against people. That is why he's, he's giving you the way out. That, hey, yes, I understand that you did not grow up in the best of environments. But then I'm giving you a chance that if only you will cleanse yourself. The blood of Jesus is available for you to use to cleanse yourself. The word of God is there to cleanse you. So submit and subject yourself to the cleansing power of the word of God. That as you hear the word of God, you will not take it as another Sunday, but you take it as a direct word of God coming to you so that you can allow the word to do a dissection into you and do a surgery in you and approach all the baneful, all, all the poisonous substance. The word baneful means poisonous. All the poisonous substance that are injected into your system by virtue of the things, the horrible things that you have experienced. In life. If you will cleanse yourself from these things, I've seen people who have sat before me in, in a time of prophetic counseling or biblical counseling, and I'll tell them that you can't continue this way and receive the blessings of God. And at times they will say, Papa, I know what you're saying, but this person, I will, I will never forgive this person. And I look at them and I'm like, hey, 
You have become God. You didn't hear me. You have become God. Amen. Amen. And now you are writing. You are writing your own Bible. Amen. You are trying to write your own Bible. Amen. And you are giving yourself, I mean, <laughs> exemptions of things that you will not do. Let God be God. Amen. And let every man be a liar. If you make God true and every man becomes a liar, when you hear the word, when the word comes to you, you avail yourself for the word to search your heart. David said, oh, search my heart if there is any iniquity in me. And then David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And Jesus said, the praise of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. May the cleansing effect of the world has effectual work in you and in me today. That you and I will be dissected by the word of God. And everything that acts as a hindrance will be removed from your life, from your heart, from your actions, from your behavior, and from your demeanor. That we can show a clear Christian expression demonstrating the very, very beauty and splendor of Christ. When Moses, irrespective of all that he went through, had an encounter with God, the Bible says that he descended with a glory that ordinary people could not look at. This is the expression that we want in our walk with God. Oh, my God. That we will not need to talk too much, but the demonstration of the presence of God will settle the cause and settle the question. Church, on the New Year's Eve, I'm telling you, when the Spirit of God was moving and God was bringing continuous word of knowledge and was expressly describing and saying diseases and sicknesses to the core, Because before we came, God told me that it shall be an unusual service. And anytime I hear that, I come with excitement. Because I'm only a conduit, a conduit, a conduit for the expression. But you see, listen to me. You you need to learn to prepare yourself. Don't take the things of God for granted. Prepare yourself. Spend time with God. Meditate on God. Get time to pray on your own, not corporate prayer. When we all gather and we are all praying, anybody can pray. But personal time, personal time, where you can spend two to three hours just in the presence of God. And then worship, and then you lie down, and then you listen to the word, and then you get up again, and then you'll be praying all throughout. You deny yourself or sleep. The Bible says, I'm rising up a great while before day. This is Jesus' practice. A great while before day. 
he went into a secluded place to pray. A secluded place. At times you say to the mountains. Is that talking about a place where he will not be interrupted? Please, everything in life, you got to prepare for it before you can excel in it. Don't take God, don't take God that, oh, as soon as we come, maybe, oh, I know uh, some quotations, or maybe I know, I mean, uh, some songs, so I will just, I mean, just start singing. No, 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 you are not doing a spiritual thing if you just start singing. No, your singing must come from a place of sacrifice. Hallelujah. I bring you more than a song, for a song in itself. You search much deeper within. Somebody say amen. You know, get into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. You're coming back to the heart. Listen, it's the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. The heart of worship. It is a heart. It is a heart that brings sacrifice to God. He said much deeper within. It is not just, just our lips of talking. Just our lips of just <laughs> pronouncing lyrics. But a heart. Because he is always searching much deeper within. And this is what qualifies us to bring our Christian expression to bear upon our environment. So that you be as it, were, as it happened in the life of Moses. Wherever you go, this Shekinah glory will follow you. The Shekinah glory will be upon you. Will shine over your face and demons will bow down. You don't need to go through all these fake prayers. And I'm, let, let, let me say it. I'm telling you. Anybody who will listen to my podcast, I'm saying it that all those people who are going to prayer meetings doing that, 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 is the height of spiritual stupidity. The height of spiritual stupidity. Die. Die. Demons die. Demons die. No. Check yourself. Work yourself. Spend time with God. Let your heart begin to reach up to the throne of God. And have the right Christian expression. And demons will say, will mention your name and say, Patience, I know. Ivy, I know. Magella, I know. Nana, I know. Pearl, I know. Elizabeth, I know. JJ, I know. Somebody shout and say hallelujah. And then the demons will turn around to the other people who are just doing that, that, that and say, who are you? Who are you? Let, let, let me tell you, Christ has given us the way, the, the way to pray and the way to deal with demons. Let's follow the pattern of Christ. Not any, any generational ignorance things that people are doing and it's just attracting people who don't live right, who don't walk right, who don't read their Bible and who just want to be just jumping and jumping and jumping and thinking that if you jump and jump throughout the night, something will happen, nothing will happen. The power is in the name of Jesus. The Lord knows those who are his. 
It was it was the bad prophets who were cutting themselves and jumping from morning to evening, and their God did not respond. Our God doesn't sleep for us to be jumping and shouting and somersaulting. The Bible says that when Elijah's time came, because of his expression of the covenant, the Bible says he did not even shout. And he said, you are the God of Abraham. Let it be known today that you are God. And then fire from heaven came down. May fire respond to your prayers. Amen. I need a proper amen. May fire respond to your prayers. It's not you going to join a group where they are forcing themselves like the bar prophets. Cutting themselves and shouting fire, 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 fire. No, 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 no. You, 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 you. When, when some people, some Christians, who, those who, the disciples who are working with Jesus, the sons of tender, I mean, James and John, when Jesus sent them and they were hindered in Samaria, they came back to Jesus and they asked, do you want us to go and call down fire to burn them? Jesus said, no, you are of a different spirit. So those who are praying and calling down fire, Jesus says to tell you that we are of a different spirit. We don't call down fire. We pray for our enemies. I need a good amen. Amen. I know that there are times one of one of. Listen, as a prophet, I'll tell you this. There are times one of one of God will lead us to issue correction. And it's not something we initiate. It is God who initiates that. It is God's reprimand. It is not we going to kill people and going to kill our, and even that prayers, it doesn't kill anybody. Are you here? Somebody shout amen. Amen. Giving you the deep things of God so that you can do it right and get tangible results. Verse 24. No, verse 23. Okay, verse 22. Let me not forget. After sanctifying yourself, he says you be a vessel of honor. Prepare for every good work. Verse 22. He says flee also youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, Love, peace with all those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You see, these are your Christian expressions. Somebody say, Amen. Verse 23. He says, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. You see, as soon as you become a Christian, unnecessary arguments, unnecessary arguments should get out of your life. Some Christians like arguing too much. They can't easily put their point across. And they don't know how to disagree to agree. The fact that when you are talking to somebody, you know that you are right, but the person is not listening, and you keep quiet, it doesn't mean that the person has conquered you. At times, the best way is being quiet. And not saying anything. So he says it here. That we must avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. 
knowing that they generate what? Strife. Strife is continuous fighting unnecessarily, non-stop. So many good relationships are destroyed because of ignorant arguments. Which and quarrels which has led to strife. And then when they finish, then they want to quote Bible. Oh, God says that. God says that. But then when you were engaging in ignorant arguments and, and quarrels, you see, human nature is such that if you persist in an environment of always generating toxicity, almost all people around you will leave from you. And you, you can't blame them. Don't go quiet on me. Amen. amen. <laughs> Somebody amen. say amen. amen. Yeah. Amen. Verse 25. He says, in humility, note this, I like this. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. You always have people who oppose you. But we correct them in what? Humility. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, if God perhaps, perhaps may grant them. So there are some people, no matter what you do, <laughs> they will not want to let go of their quarrelsome nature. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. Verse 26 and the end. I'm going to stop here. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Note that some people are taken captive by the devil to do his will. May it never happen to you and to any of us that as we journey with God, we will neglect our Christian expressions. For the enemy of all righteousness to gain access into our lives to take us captive. If the Son of God shall set us free, we shall be free indeed. This is the freedom we are called into. Lord, we will seek the Holy Spirit until we come to a place of knowing your word to the point of expressing ourselves. In an honorable manner that befits a Christian. Continue to speak to every one of us. Let the Holy Spirit convict and increase our sense of knowing, our understanding, so that we can grow in you. We thank you and bless you for being with us today. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you, my dear. Bless you so much. God bless you, children of God. Bless you, mommy. Bless you so much. Bless you. By the way, before we go, please don't forget, those who did not sow into the work of God, please, you have the opportunity. Make sure that you do that because we all sowed. But please, it's going into the, the church's account. So please, I know some of you have my private account, but this one is not coming to me. Put it into the church, what you have sown. Amen. And I believe that God's goodness and glory will be upon you. 
We have come into a new season. Please never forget your tithes and offerings. Have a wonderful week and God bless you. Bless your heart. Take care. Take care. Bless you, everyone. Bye bye. Bless you, Pastor Vince. Bless you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.